Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, everybody, welcome to the Barca Blokronis podcast. My name is Josh. World Cup match day four is in the books as Belgium are currently closing out. Canada 1-0 in the 95th minutes. And today was an interesting day of World Cup matches. Like this World Cup has just been, I don't know. I mean, we, we like it was discussed going in that this World Cup was going to have a lot of variance in it due to the timing and the scheduling around the domestic season and the the players' fatigue and the lack of structure around the international team's uh, tactics and having time together as a squad before only being, you know, like a week together before the World Cup kicks off. And we're seeing a lot of that take place. Uh, let's just start off at the beginning. Morocco nil, Croatia nil uh, in Group F. A very... I don't really know what to take away from this match. I know that it was fun to watch. Uh, I know that Croatia having more possession surprised me a little bit. I kind of expected it to be a little more evenly matched. Both teams only mustered two shots on target. There weren't a lot of yellow cards given out on this match. Uh, main takeaways are I still love watching Croatia's midfield. <laughs> I like those guys could be old, uh, but I just still... I still just love watching them. They're so thrilling to watch. Uh, the the chance that um, Croatia had in the first half, I think it was it was Nikola Vlasic, I think, uh, who had like a really good chance in the first half, and then I honestly can't remember any of the other chances. To be honest with you, uh, I think that was the first time that Croatia had failed to score in a World Cup match and I want to say around 10 to 12, somewhere in their matches. Uh, Morocco, on the other hand, let's see, I'm looking at this stat right now. Yeah, so that was the first time Croatia had scored, failed to score in 12 matches. Morocco failed to score in half of their World Cup matches. They're 9 of 17. Uh, three of the last four games of the World Cup have finished 0-0. That was more goalless draws than the previous 73 matches in the competition combined. Again, going back to the variance of this World Cup, and some teams are just playing incredibly cautious, I guess. Second match of the day was the thriller. Japan 2, Germany 1. Japan coming with two brilliant goals in the second half. In particular, the second goal was stunning. Uh, Germany had 74% of the possession, nine shots on target. And Japan just... It was awesome. I, I don't even know what to take away from this other than Germany is kind of as weak as we thought they were. Uh, you always expect a German team to come into a world cup and have the talents, but they clearly they're missing something. And like the defensive structure into the midfield is a little bit off to me. And then the attacking is still off. And I, again, I don't know if it's, it, it's not a lack of talent, right? They, they, the Germans have the talent. It's, uh, it's more so just a lack of structure and timing. And the thing is, Japan could have had three. Like they had a, there was a save in I think the 72nd minute right before they scored the first goal where Manuel Nora made an amazing save. 
And then fast forward a couple minutes later, Nora makes a great save and off the rebound Japan score. And then uh, five minutes later, you get the long ball. Beautiful first touch. And I can't remember the gentleman's name. Gorgeous first touch. And then scores at the only possible angle he could score at over Manuel Nora in the top right-hand corner. And it was just beautiful attacking football. He held off the defender and was able to slot it in the top right-hand corner. Incredible win for Japan. <clears throat> um, puts that group in a pretty interesting spot. So let me pull up the group standings. Spain and Japan both on three points, and then Germany and Costa Rica on zero. We'll, we'll talk about the Spain match in a second because, my goodness. Uh, of course, on Sunday, we get Spain versus Germany. And Germany could be on zero points with Costa Rica playing Japan. That's kind of a toss up. You would expect maybe Japan to at least grab a point. Hopefully uh, Germany is in real danger and that's crazy to talk about. Uh, let's save Spain for last since this is a Barcelona podcast. And that was basically like a Barcelona coming out party. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, Belgium won. Canada nil. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, here in the United States, it's the day before Thanksgiving, but if you are married, you celebrate pretty much two Thanksgivings if you have family local. So today is kind of the first Thanksgiving, so I did not watch a second of this match. All I know is looking at the statistics, I know Thibaut Courtois saved a penalty from... Um, from Davies that Davies, I, I guess from what I read, didn't, didn't, didn't do that well on, uh, I'm looking at the stats. Each team had three shots on target. Canada had 22 total shots. Uh, that's, that's pretty telling, I guess. Uh, either way, Michi Batshuayi goal in the 44th minute puts Belgium over the top. Again, would have liked to have watched more of that match. Just did not get a chance to, uh, the, the third match of the day was Spain against Costa Rica. 82% of the possession, over a thousand passes at a 93% pass accuracy clip. Uh, goals from Danny Almo, Marco Asensio, Ferran Torres, Gavi, becoming the youngest uh, goal scorer for Spain in World Cup history. And I want to say the third youngest goal scorer in World Cup history behind Pele. And I cannot remember the, who was in second. Uh, and then goals from Soler and Alvaro Morata. It's really good to see Ferran Torres. I mean, so here's the thing. If you're a Spain fan, right, seeing Ferran Torres, Dani Alamo, and Alvaro Morata all get off to goal-scoring starts in this World Cup is just all you wanted because finishing, finishing is the problem that Spain had at the Euros. And for your front three to get, I mean, I guess Morata came off the bench, but for Asensio, Alamo, Torres, and then... Uh, Murata to get goals that quickly in this World Cup is excellent. Um, the <laughs> the freaking midfield, I just, I can't even, Gavi was just spectacular. Pedri was spectacular. Busquets, Jordi Alba. Uh, here's the thing. There's a lot of Luis Enrique is a genius talk going around. It's all correct. He was, the way he has deployed this Spain team is really good. And they were really good at the Euros. They just couldn't seem to score goals when it mattered against Italy. And if they can score goals, they have to be considered among the favorites of this World Cup. And clearly they can score goals with seven. Uh, I do have to say, poor, uh, poor, poor Kaylor Navas. That was tough to watch. So Spain, Germany on Sunday, four days from now, going to be incredible. Let's run through the slate tomorrow. Uh, 
I do have a significant portion of uh, the audience of this podcast lives in, lives in the United States. So <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to give the breakdown of the top 10 Thanksgiving foods at the end of this podcast, just you know, for those who care. Uh, if you don't live in the U.S., you can tune out after this. But tomorrow we have Switzerland, Cameroon, Uruguay, South Korea. Incredible match. That is probably the one I'm most excited for. Portugal, Ghana, and then Brazil, Serbia. Probably going to have a few blowouts tomorrow. The first two matches of the day should probably be the most interesting, although Portugal-Ghana is going to be good too. Uh, I'm very excited to watch Uruguay, mainly because of uh, in Barcelona. This is a Barcelona podcast, so I guess cover your ears. Uh, Fede Valverde, he's just he's so thrilling to watch, and I'm excited to see him deployed at the national team level. I actually don't know if uh, if Son is going to play. Um, I can't remember if he if he's still technically hurt or not. But all I know is watching Darwin Nunez, Luis Suarez, and Fede Val- or, um, yeah, Valverde is uh, is going to be the best. Um, let me let me pull up my list here just to make sure that I get this right. All right, so for if you don't live in the United States, the history of Thanksgiving is not great. Uh, but if you turn it into a situation to have dinner with family and appreciate things around you and be thankful you can make it a positive uh, and just not talk about their just, you know, acknowledge that the history is bad, but the food is the best part, the food and the family. So because, you know, this just has to be done. Let me find my list. All right. I got the list and I'm just going to go from 12 to one. I at 12, we got cranberry sauce. It's garbage. 11 scalloped potatoes, a little bit of a saucy pick here, but I love the scalloped potatoes, a little cheesy, a little crisp. 10, green bean casserole. 9 is the gravy. Kind of, a, you know, it's a solo act, but paired with other things, it's incredible. 8, apple pie. Not a big sweets guy. 7, sweet potato casserole. I don't like this, but, you know, it's okay. And I had to put it high because I know the tradition is there. 6, corn casserole. Big fan of corn casserole. Well, I think it's a little bit underrated, but for me, it's quality. Number 5 is Sister Schubert's Rolls. It's the frozen bag of rolls, but for whatever reason, people always pile them on the plates because in America, we love bread and carbs, as uh, everybody can probably tell. Number four, mac and cheese, a nice crisp mac and cheese with a breadcrumb on top. Number three, mashed potatoes, which is actually what I made for uh, my family's Thanksgiving meal tonight, is I made a homemade mashed potato. Number two is a smoked on a Traeger or a smoker or a deep fried turkey. Not deep. Okay. Deep fried is the wrong word. Like basically, I prefer the smoked turkey. The smoked Traeger turkey is incredible. Oven baked turkey is garbage, but smoked turkey is number two. And then number one is stuffing or stuffing or dressing. Uh, stuffing if you're from the north, and uh, that's the rankings. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pontificate on the food for much longer. All I know is I'm excited to eat it, and eat it again tomorrow at the other side of the family's dinner. But thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the World Cup. Uh, matches should continue to be excellence except for those zero zero draws can we please stop that please 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 and I will talk to you tomorrow maybe if I'm not in a food coma alright 